DM Emma here hopping in to add a quick addendum for this episode. The individual referred to as Gia in the episode has made some discoveries regarding their gender identity since the show was last recorded. They now go by G and use she-they pronouns. Uh, They have given permission for these episodes to still be aired despite the previous name, but please keep this in mind when interacting with them and discussing the podcast in the community once you've listened to the episodes. Thanks and enjoy the show! Greetings, D&D people, and welcome to our very first episode of Improv Madness, a 5e actual play podcast where no one knows who they're playing or what's going to happen. Especially not me. My name is Emma, and I am your DM for this wacky adventure that you're about to take with us. Uh, This is a character creation episode, which means we'll be using some homemade tables produced by yours truly to randomly generate the characters that our amazing cast will be playing in our next episode. And speaking of, let's introduce our first cast member for the evening, shall we? Please welcome Rosie. Hello, I'm Rosie. You might recognize me from the original, I guess, Chronicles of Kriath as Aelon. And uh, yeah, I've been swiped into this by Emma. Thanks, Emma. You're very welcome, Rosie. (laughs) I tried to swipe everyone who I think might enjoy themselves and... Since you playtested this with me, you know the chaos that this can bring. Oh, you... You don't understand the chaos. (laughs) Uh, Okay. But anyway, Rosie, since you're the first of us, you get to decide some things for the entire party. So to start and make the decision of what level everyone's playing tonight... I'm going to have you roll a d20, please. Just a simple d20? Yes, ma'am. Alrighty, here we go. A three. A three. Awesome. So everyone is level three. So for this, you don't need to. But in the future, if people are playing higher level characters, I also have a table for how we met so that the characters will have already known each other and they will have a way to tell exactly how they met and it'll shape the backstory that they come in with. But for now, to move on, since that's not necessary in this case. No, it's necessary. It's necessary, ma'am. Let's do it. (laughs) You know what? Fuck it. Why not? Yeah, thank you. Woo! Woo! See, you can persuade your DM to do stuff like this. Just go out there and just do it. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. There is a fine, fine line between convincing me to let you roll on an extra table and convincing me to do crazy shit. Uh, okay, fair. If, if you tried to convince me that suddenly you could fly as you were falling from a hundred foot cliff, I would tell you, nah, you're gonna die. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. But to be fair, when we did play test this, rolling on that table was a lot of fun. And I don't think it should matter with levels, honestly. So it really helps with uh, character uh, solidification. I cannot talk today. With connecting backstory? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely does help. And it did cause more chaos than anything. But all right, roll me another d20 for the How We Met table. All righty. D20... Natural one? Natural one? Oh no. You get the age-old meeting place. You met in a tavern. Whoa, we met in a tavern. 
congratulations. I am not the best roller for this if you were expecting something cool tonight. That's all right. I figured if you're rolling a nat one, why don't we why don't we approach the age old trope? <laughs> is it all really okay though? I mean, in this case, there is no necessarily awful nat one, you know? Yeah. But alrighty. Let's roll up your character for real now. So you're going to roll on the race table first. So for everyone's information, these tables are all custom made by me based on all of the source books that I physically own that we're pulling races, classes, backgrounds, everything from. So the books that we'll be pulling from that are official D&D source material are uh, the Player's Handbook, Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide, and uh, Van Richten's. Uh, which has a longer name, but I don't know it off the top of my head, so I can't tell you. But those are the ones that we'll be using. In future iterations of this, if you guys like these one-shots, make sure to let us know. Of course, with creator permission, I may go on DM's Guild and grab some additional stuff from there, if that's something you guys would want to see. I plan on getting more source books in the future anyway as well so you may see some of those come into play as i'm able to purchase them for now we'll stick with what we got rosie ah roll me a d31 oh my god i hate when you do these weird rolls i'm sorry it's what the table came out with 1d31 right yes i got a five okay swear to god if i'm a dwarf you're a drow you're a dark elf I'm a drow? Wow. I've never played one of those. Hmm. I'm surprised you've never played one before. I don't usually like elves. It has to be some variant of an elf, you know? So. I mean, this definitely fits the variant. Yeah, it does. Alrighty. Let's roll your class now. And this gets very specific into, like, subraces, as you see, and subclasses. So the table will pick their subclasses as well. What weird number do we have today? 73. Oh, boy. 70. 70? Alrighty. Mm -hmm. You are a warlock with a patron, the undying. Wait, is that what I have for my other character, Emma? No, I had the undead. Okay. Huh. Yes, there is a difference. I have a patron of undying? It's called the undying. The Undying, okay. Unlike Emma, I am not completely familiar with everything d and I am a nerd, but I am a gaming nerd. Oh, I am certainly not familiar with everything d and I've only been DMing for a couple years still. And I, I took a long hiatus for college. Because I, when I went to college, I may have been surrounded by theater nerds. But theater nerds are not D&D nerds. Listen, I had band nerds. I had like on one day in high school of D&D because I didn't even know. It. I thought it was a game and <laughs> not a book game, like a game on a TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What's next, ma'am? Next is your background. Oh, boy. What lucky number. Roll me a D25. <laughs> I rolled another one. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so a one on that table is an acolyte. I'm just 
kind of going in the same motion. Okay. I got a little lucky. So it looks like you're proficient in simple weapons. So now I'm going to have you roll on the simple weapons table to see what weapon you typically use most. So roll me a D14. A D14. 11. Alrighty. Your uh, weapon of choice is a light crossbow. Light crossbow. What the fuck? Okay. I'd say that this is fitting together pretty well. Kinda. I mean, like, I'm a warlock. I just can... What is it? Eldritch Blast? I can just Eldritch Blast everything at a distance. I don't need no goddamn bow. I mean, if you run out of spell slots and you need it, then... Well, with a warlock, you don't necessarily have... I mean, you do have to worry about that. You have to use all your high-level spells sparingly, but... Yeah. Alright. Last but not least, depending on your level, you get a certain type of magic item. I'm only level three, though. Yes. So for this, choices with the magic item will be a bit simpler because you can either take a normal potion of healing or you can roll a d4, one of the four options of which is a potion of healing. Give me the d4, I guess. Damn. All right. Four. Swear to God, if that's a potion. You get a first level spell scroll. First level spell scroll? Yes, and it is a spell of your choice as long as you can... If the spell is on your class's spell list, you can read the scroll and cast its spell without providing any material components. You know what? I'm a warlock. I will take it, ma'am. Cool. Alrighty, is that it for me? Yes, your character has been created. Now all that's left is to do the backstory stuff, which Rosie will do on her own. In the meantime, let's move on to the next person and figure out what else is going to be a part of our party this evening. And we are back with our second player of the evening. Everybody say hello to our other Kriath fan favorite, Gia. Hello, it's me. Am I anyone's favorite? I don't know. <laughs> um, Chatwin's my favorite. Chatwin is definitely one of my favorites, but I'm also like a mother who can't choose between her favorite children. So yeah, you're just saying you're just saying that to everyone that all the players are your favorites. All the characters are. <laughs> all of the characters have a special place in my heart for different reasons. I'll say that. Chatwin's is, she has the most detailed backstory out of everyone, and it has been an absolute joy to figure out how to work all of it into the campaign. Hell yeah, that's how I play D&D, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, you get to come up with a completely new character on the fly. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yes. Uh, based on roles, of course. So to inform you of how the lovely Rosie rolled, we're playing level three characters tonight. So nothing super crazy. Damn. <laughs> I'll get it one day. One day. <laughs> <laughs> There's still time. And we did roll on the how we met table. So that's what she rolled the nat one on. So we went with the age old trope. Every one of you met in a tavern. Ah, that's what the nat one will get you. Yep. How you all met in that tavern is up to you, but that will be something that you guys can discuss as we go. In the meantime, I'm going to have you roll on some tables to decide what you're playing tonight. So first things first, 
I'm going to have you roll me a d31 to decide your race. Okay. Two. You're playing a mountain dwarf. Oh, ma'am. God, I'm a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like playing dwarfs. <laughs> that's, my, that's my one bias in all of D&D. It's okay. <laughs> you don't like dwarves? Oh, no. I, I don't like dwarves. I don't know. I'm fine. I've been fine playing everything else, but... Just something about dwarfs. I've never, I've never fancied playing a dwarf. Well, now you get the chance to. Yeah, I'm gonna play a bearded lady. <laughs> Hell yes, do it. I'm already forming ideas. <laughs> and now, to get an idea of your class, ma'am, I'm gonna have you roll me a d73. 63. 63. Purple dragon knight? Yes, you are a purple dragon knight fighter. What the hell is... Okay, I love playing fighters. What the hell is a purple dragon knight? <laughs> That's a good question. I haven't read the Sword Coast Guide extensively, so I don't know what they can do, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I mean... Okay, hold on. So dwarf, mountain dwarf. You know, I got dark vision, dwarven resilience. Nice. All right, now for backgrounds. Roll me a d25. Yes. Five. Five? So that's a folk hero. Okay, okay. I got ideas. I got ideas. Now we're getting something together here. And as a fighter, you have proficiency with both simple and martial weapons, correct? Um, let me check. Proficiency, simple and martial weapons, yes. Perfect. So would you rather have a simple weapon or a martial weapon? Mm, oh, I can't remember which weapons are under which. Let's go with a martial weapon. Then, in that case, I'm going to have you roll me a d23. Four. Four? It's a great axe. (laughs) Your weapon of choice is a great axe. (laughs) Oh, boy, oh, boy. So I'm going to be a strength-based fighter is what I'm hearing. (laughs) Hell yes. You're playing a dwarf. What else would you do? I'm playing a dwarf, yeah. And unfortunately, there's not, as far as magic items go, there's not as many options here so i'm gonna give you the option you can either just take a potion right off the bat or you can roll on my common magic item table which is what you get for first to fourth level which is a d4 um i'll roll on the table for the d4 use this pink sparkly one yeah i'm using i'm using my pink i have a stash of dice that's all pink gold and purple sparkly dice and i'm using this for my um dwarf fighter that's a one. Ooh, one? Perfect. You get a potion of climbing. Oh, interesting. What the hell is that? <laughs> Basically, when you drink this potion, you gain a climbing speed equal to your walking speed for one hour. And you get advantage on any checks you make to climb. All right. All right. I'm into it. But yeah, with that, you are done, ma'am. That's it? That's all your stuff. The rest is up to you. Okay, I'm gonna go roll some things. Yeah, roll some things, uh, get a backstory together, and we'll see you soon. One question. Since I know we're meeting in a tavern, can I help run said tavern? I have a great idea in mind. <laughs> you absolutely could be staff at one of the, at the tavern. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, that's it. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, then we will see you soon and we will move on to our final player. 
And as I said, we are back with our third and final player of the evening. Also a recognized face from Kriath, Jeremy. Hello, people. I am Jeremy. Um, I play Damien in Kriath, and um, I've played a few test runs of Improv Madness, so this is going to be fun. Yes, Jeremy was one of the others who helped me playtest the chaos that you are all about to hear. So he knows just how chaotic this can get. Sadly, she doesn't have Goblin as a playable race. What kind of what kind of crap is that? I'm sorry, I haven't been able to buy Volos <laughs> yet, Nob. If you guys stick around long enough, Jeremy will tell the story of Nob eventually. Yeah, probably whenever I run a campaign or something for like one of our little sideshows. <sighs> I love Nob. Yes, we all love and hate the beloved Nob. More hate than love. Depends on the circumstance. <laughs> <laughs> the players love him. The characters hate him. We'll say that. But for now, let's have you create a new character of chaos, shall we? Alrighty then. Alright, Jeremy. So, to inform you of how your wife rolled this evening, we're playing level three characters. Ooh, okay, okay. And she rolled in that one on the how we met table. Let me guess. Let me guess. We met at a bar. Met in a tavern. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sticking with the age-old trope for our nat one here. But I am going to have you roll a d31 to decide what race you're playing this evening, good sir. Oh, boy. Big money, no whammy. Ten. Nice. With a ten, that gets you a blue dragonborn. So many dragonborns. There are many colors of dragonborns. Yes, I got specific listeners, and I listed out every color of dragonborn available. But moving on, let's decide your class. D73. 43. Alrighty. That is going to get you a sorcerer of draconic bloodline, green. So you're a blue dragonborn with a green draconic bloodline for your sorcery <laughs> ancestry. Noni? Okay. <laughs> Interesting. So I'm a hybrid dragonborn. I'm sticking with that. Yes. Nice. I didn't realize I listed out specifically which draconic bloodline you had. So it's, e it's easy. That's easy to pull off, right? My dad was a blue dragonborn. My mom was a green dragonborn. So I look like my dad and I have my mom's magic. Easy. There you go. And then I killed them both. Oh no. Already getting into the backstory planning. But let's roll for your background before you get too far. D25. 21. 21. That gets you a Knight of the Order background, which is from Sword Coast. I don't necessarily remember what that one includes, but I did leave out all of the Sword Coast specific backgrounds, but Knight of the Order was more of a general one. Okay. All right. But as a sorcerer, what are your proficiencies for weapons? My hands. <laughs> I, am I am proficient in bitch slap and fireball. Fair enough. <laughs> all right. So it looks like you're proficient in five different weapons. So roll me a d5 to decide which one you get as your standard weapon. Four. Your weapon of choice is a quarterstaff. Okay. And last but not least, 
Unfortunately, low-level characters don't get much in the way of items or magic items, but I've been giving everyone a choice. So you can either take a potion of healing, no question, or you can roll a d4, which is how big the common magic item table list is. That's a two. That's a potion of healing anyway. (laughs) Awesome. My options were potion of healing or potion of healing. Winning. For, for fun for the listeners, you could have gotten a potion of climbing, a potion of healing, or a spell scroll for either a cantrip or a first level spell. Dope. Awesome. So this is definitely going to be a very interesting party. But I will leave you to go ahead and work on your backstory, good sir, while I start cooking up this one shot here. All right, I'm going to pass a name by you, and I, you got to give me a yes or a no. Okay. Sir Scissor Snatch. Why are we working tongue twisters into the episode tonight? I was thinking more of a lady twister, but... Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it already. (laughs) I will come up with something different. And now that he's gone, we're all by ourselves. Anyway, I was just trying to bring some humor into that, but I don't know if that worked or not, because I can't hear what you're saying or how you're reacting. Regardless, now you guys get to see what's on all of my tables as a DM. So the first thing that I will be rolling in order to determine what kind of one shot we're playing this evening, obviously it's level three, so... Nothing too crazy is going to be involved here, but the first thing I'm going to be rolling for is the primary location for this one shot. I'm going to use physical dice so they don't know what I get. That's a five. So on my one shot locations table, that translates to a graveyard. That's that's going to be a fun one. How the hell do I get them all into a graveyard? I just had a horrible idea. I'll say it out loud at the end after I've proven that I don't have to use it. So the second thing I have to roll for is the monster table. So we're going to figure out what monster we're using tonight. Now, I don't want these to be too deadly necessarily. I did kill players in the test one shots, but I don't want anything to be too crazy challenging, especially since we have a smaller party tonight. So I'll stick with uh, CR3 since that's what they are at the moment. So that's going to be a D34 that I have to roll here. I guess I can't stick to physical dice necessarily all the time. Let's see what we get here, friends. A six. Ooh, a displacer beast. That'll be fun. And the last thing I get to roll on is the NPC table so that I get a crazy fun NPC to tie into things. So that is a d20 roll, and I can keep that off the books. 19. A 19 is a lost child. Oh, boy. I have ideas now. For context for earlier, my horrible idea the moment I thought of graveyard 
was that there's a coffin expo in town for no reason. Just there's a coffin expo. So I think I'm going to keep that. And it would be really interesting if during this coffin expo, anyone who went to the cemetery was getting attacked by something. Basically, it looked any time a body was recovered, it looked like it had been mauled by an animal of some sort. Since displacer beasts are are going to have that look about things, at least. Fun fact, I've actually never used one for a one-shot before. So as far as the Displacer Beast's skills itself, it's got Avoidance. So if the Displacer Beast is subjected to an effect that allows it to make a, savage, a saving throw to take only half damage, it instead takes no damage if it succeeds on the saving throw, and only half damage if it fails. So that's like an uncanny dodge, but for monsters. Uh, it's also got Displacement as an ability. So the Displacer Beast projects a magical illusion that makes it appear to be standing near its actual location, causing attack rolls against it to have disadvantage. If it is hit by atta an attack, the trait is disrupted until the end of its next turn. This trait is also disrupted when the Displacer Beast is incapacitated or has a speed of zero. Oh. So technically, if it gets grappled, since it can't move the displacement wouldn't be active. That's definitely interesting. Okay. It's got multi-attack and it attacks with its tentacles, which have teeth on them. Oh boy, I never actually looked at this. I always just kind of thought of it as a panther with tentacles. That's not at all what this is. Okay. I think I'm going to go with that, that plot line, though. That there's a coffin festival in town. Hang on, where's my trusty name generator? City and town names. Let's call it the town of Duskyard. Nah, I'll keep Dusk. I kind of like that, but let's find a better... I like Dusk Hollow better. Let's do that. Keep it emo around here. I hope you guys just like me talking to myself. What? There's a coffin festival in the town of Dusk Hollow. And they'll start hearing things around from the locals that an animal has been attacking festival goers and they will be interrupted at whatever they're doing and be told by a small child that their mommy went into the cemetery and never came out and now they don't know what to do. Okay. But now that I have some ideas, let's get our players back in here and get this one shot started, shall we? However, you're going to have to wait until next time for that one, unfortunately. Thank you all so much for joining us for our character creation shenanigans this time. Uh, if you want more of us, you can find us all around social media with our podcast network, Tabletop Tailspinners Network. We also have a network Discord server where you can get updated on when the next episode goes live, chat with other listeners, and let us know what you think of the show. Uh, just visit the link tree in the description. We look forward to seeing you around the community and right here on this podcast feed next time for our next set of shenanigans as we take these characters through this one shot that we've prepped together. Thank you all again, and we will see you next time. Bye!